Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am your host, Denise, the founder of Hope in Christ Ministries. And here at Hope in Christ, we are healthy, overcomers, purpose with an eternal perspective. We're going to open with a word of prayer, and then we'll begin today's show. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise your name. We magnify you. We glorify you. We give you glory and honor and praise, God, for you truly are the great I am. Father, we pray that you would touch our hearts and minds and deliver your message, O oh God, and heal, deliver, and transform our hearts to know you in a greater way through this word, this devotional time with you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome back to today's show. Today, we will be talking about what's in your hand. What's in your hand? This topic comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 4. And the overall scriptures are 4, 1 through 17. And it's about Moses and the instructions that God was given to him. So as I read this particular entire chapter um, of Exodus, there were some key words before we really get into the topic of what's in your hand. The key words are belief, Israel is my son, I will be with thee, the rod of God and firstborn. So the key words that we're going to focus on is I will be with thee. I will be with thee. And we must believe. We must believe. Now in this scripture, the main one that we're going to focus on is verses 1 and 2. And they read, Then Moses answered the Lord and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? And he said, A rod. That's Exodus 4, 1 through 2. So in this chapter and verse, we find, we learn a little bit about God as well and about Moses. So in the entire chapter, we learn that God gives instructions and he gives us the power. Through his power, we're able to do what he's called us to do. The other thing that we learn is God shows signs and wonders in the earth so that many will know who he is the other thing we learn is he uses whom he chooses and the next point is he is strong in our weaknesses the next point is he reminds us and shows us who he is the next point he desires our obedience 
but he also shows mercy unto us. And then the last point that I found about God is God speaks and he's with us as I stated before. So what do we learn about Moses in this particular scripture as God gives him instructions? We learned that Moses was concerned about the others receiving him and the message that he was coming with. We learned that Moses was afraid to go because of his speech, his weakness. And we also learned that Moses obeyed God, however, he was still embarrassed of his speech. So, our topic again is what's in your hand. When I was reading this, the question came to mind, have you ever wondered, how is God going to use me? Do I really have a purpose? Then we notice that Moses and Exodus, God wants to use us as he used Moses. Now, when we look at Moses, when God says, what's in your hand, God was responding to Moses because Moses was afraid. Moses was um, fearful because of his, um, the things he lacked, his weakness. He was going before the Pharaoh and he had a speech impediment and Moses wanted someone else to speak for him. But because God had called Moses to do what he had instructed him to do, he continued to show Moses that I placed something in your hand that through my power, people, they will believe that it's me that sent you. And before we get any further into that, I want to take a little bit of a detour as well and say that sometimes what our what we're dealt we also hold in our hand but not to just never let go of the trauma but to use that when God delivers us to help someone else and God get the glory in our lives and so in our hand is not only the power that God is going to use us mightily and the, the gifting, the things that he's placed in us and how he's going to be glorified. But not only that, but also in our hand is our testimony. Our testimony is in our hand and our testimony is also going to help us and help others to minister. And just like Moses... People will know that God sent that individual. People will know that it was God. Without a shadow, beyond a shadow of a doubt, people will know. My book club some time ago read a book. And it's by one of my dear friends, Minister Annie Bell. And her book, she provides practical application for surviving child abuse. 
And then one of the scriptures she used was from the book of Exodus. And after reading that section of her book and also the, the book of Exodus in that chapter, the thing that continues and even today standing out in my mind is what's in your hand. What's in your hand? It reverberates in my mind to say, how can God use me? God is wanting to use us just as Moses, just as he did Moses. God was building a ministry when he started hoping Christ. But... He started it through my pain. Remember I said that what's in my hand is also my testimony so that I could help someone else. See, I can't give hope. I can't minister hope until I have experienced where I had to walk through hoping in Christ. And so I walked in fear as God was birthing it in me. Self-doubt. I listened to the voice of the enemy telling me that I wasn't good enough because of my trauma from my past. But God began to speak that he had called me to do his will. And he said, I love you. I have loved you with an everlasting love. And then all that I needed was already in me. He had placed it in my hand, his power, whatever he needed me to do, he had given me the gifting to do it. And he's done the same for each and every one of us. He said, I already equipped you to walk out my purpose for your life. Just like Moses. Moses had a weakness. Moses had a struggle. But God is all powerful and he wants us to know that he gets the glory in our lives. Even our pain. Remember, if we think about Moses' backstory, like many of us remember both of our hands, we have the testimony and we have the gifting that God has placed on the inside of us. And so that's what we mean by what's in your hand. So just like Moses, Moses' backstory was he had to be placed in the water and his mom waited for him to die because they were looking to kill the firstborn. And she waited for her son to be found. She hid him. She hid him. She tried to hide him so that nobody would kill him. And Moses was raised by a different family. He was raised by Pharaoh's daughter. So he, he wasn't even raised with his mother. His mother had to sit by and watch somebody else raise her son because he wanted she wanted to protect him. And Moses, as he got older, he knew. He knew his struggles. He knew what he had experienced. And that's why God called him. Because he had a backstory. Because he had a testimony. And God was still going to use him. And then if we go a little bit further forward in Moses story we know that Moses killed someone God still used him as he was restored and walked with God Moses 
also could use that as a testimony. I murdered someone, but God still used me to show his power and his might. And that's what he's saying to each and every one of us. I have already equipped you. Your pains, your struggles, and your gifting, everything that I placed on the inside of you, even your weaknesses, I'm going to use for my glory. Because if maybe if Moses was elegant in speech, he might have been boastful. So maybe if some of the things we all have experienced hadn't maybe happened, not that God wants those things to happen, but we drew closer to him in those things. As we went through those things, as we went through those traumas, as Moses did not know his family at first, he had to be raised by Pharaoh's daughter. His mother had to watch her son be raised by somebody else in that. Moses was the one that saw and had an encounter with God in the burning bush where he looked and the bush was consumed. It was Moses that God wanted to use in all of everything that he had experienced. And God wants to use us as well. So I say to you, what's in your hand? Is it abuse that you experienced as a child? God wants to use that. He wants to heal, deliver, and set us free because he wants to get the glory in our lives. Somebody else has gone through abuse. Somebody else has been um, manipulated and cheated out of their money. Somebody else has been um, done, dealt with domestic violence and whatever else it is. Somebody else is going through just what you've experienced and you've been transformed and God has placed that in your hand to minister to someone else. To see so that that other person, Pharaoh and all those other Egyptians and the children of Israel knew, they knew who God was. By the time he finished using Moses, they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt who God was. So God wants to use us so that others may know him. He wants to use our pain. He wants to use our testimony so that others will know him. God used me in many, many ways, even recently. In all of my pain, he led me to begin to write devotionals. I started helping others proofread, and I would proofread and edit for other people. After I became a writer and an author, and even before that, I would help out with writing. But he used my struggles from my past to show me that it is him and his power and it is him that will receive the glory in my life. I never would have thought that God would have chosen me for those tasks. I never would have thought that God would have picked me out of the crowd. But he did. And I learned that those are the things that he had already placed on the inside of me that I love to do. 
And even through my writing, he healed me. He's continuing to heal me from past pain and from past hurt. And he is using my life, what's in my hand, so that other people can be healed and that he will be glorified. So I say to you the next time that you're weary and you begin to question God, you begin to wonder why you've gone through what you went through, you begin to wonder why it's not perfect and everything's not going right. Remember how God used Moses. Remember that Moses was going before the Pharaoh. Back then, the Pharaohs were demigods. They were like people worshipped them as God. If people came in his presence the wrong way or the Pharaoh's presence the wrong way, they were killed. They could have ordered them to be killed but God is more powerful than the pharaohs in our lives God is more, much more powerful than anyone and any trauma from our past God is much more powerful than the words that were spoken against us he wants to use those things that are in our hand so that others may be delivered so that others may be set free. The lesson that overall that I learned from this particular scripture, chapter, verse, I learned that sometimes God will allow people in charge to say no as the Pharaoh. Sometimes God will allow the pain, the suffering, the fear. He will allow that to, so that he, people will see him in our lives, that he will rise up and defeat the enemy of our souls. Because he wants to show his power. He wants to get the glory out of our lives. So everything will not go as smoothly as we had planned. If we could have planned out our lives, we wouldn't have planned abuse. We wouldn't have planned um, accidents. We wouldn't have planned diseases, sicknesses that may have come and God delivered us from it or healed us. We wouldn't have planned that. But he may have allowed it to take place in our lives. It happened and now he's being glorified because people know. The word says that they will know. They will know that I'm your God. They will know that I am with you. They will know that I'm your healer. They will know that I'm your deliverer. They will know that I'm your way maker. But they can't know. If we don't have a testimony, they can't know we don't have something in our hand. Not just the gifts, not just the gifts that he gave us, but they can't know God's power and his truth of who he is without the other hand of the pain that he's brought us through, the suffering he's brought us through, the miscarriages and all these different things that he's brought us through. Nobody will know the true and living God, accept the power of our testimonies. 
the power of him using us as Moses. The power of Moses standing before the Pharaoh and them realizing, wait a minute, did my daughter raise you? Who are you to come and say, let my people go? God said, let my people go. And then God began to use Moses through his power. And people will see the glory of God. The children of Israel saw the glory of God through Moses. And they believed. So I say to you, my listeners, my friends, what's in your hand? What's in your hand? God wants to use it. He wants to use it. He wants to deliver and set us free so that he can use us for his glory. He even showed mercy on Moses when he sent Aaron with him. He showed that mercy. He knows everything that we need. He knows our name. He knows every hair on our head. And he loves us with an everlasting love. Much more than anybody ever could love us. God loves us. He's equipped us. With the good and the bad. We're equipped to minister. Nobody wants to hear someone trying to minister to them. And they've never been through anything. No one wants to as Moses. If Moses didn't have the impediment, if Moses walked in pride, God couldn't use him and they wouldn't have seen God's glory. So people want to see God. And they see God by what's in our hands. What are we holding? The measure and the things that have been dealt to us in our lives. We can't change them. But some of them we don't need to change. Why? Because we are using it. God is using it to minister. I learned that myself through Hope in Christ Ministries. This is not about Denise. This is about who God wants to minister to. So I pray that you will see what's in your hand, know that you're equipped, and go forth in Jesus Christ. Allow him to deliver you first. Allow him to take away, to heal you of all your pain. May he be glorified. May he be magnified. For he is worthy to be praised. There is none other but him. None other but him. There is no God. But Christ and Christ alone. Let him use you. Let him heal you. Let him deliver you. And let him deliver others through you. Let us pray. Father we thank you and we praise your name. Thank you, Lord God, for you know the end from the beginning. You know our going out and our coming in, but, your, Lord, your word says 
that you know the thoughts you think towards us, thoughts of peace, and not of evil to give us an expected end, or in another translation, a future and a hope. So, Father, I thank you, O oh God, that you never left us. You, Your hand was on our lives, even when we did not even receive you. Father, you loved us. You've loved us with an everlasting love. Father, I ask that you would touch those that are listening, Father God. I ask, Lord God, that you would deliver, redeem, and set free, O oh God, that they will go forth as Moses, O oh God, and they will begin to speak, and they will begin to stand before the pharaohs with your power and your authority and say, let my people go so that they may worship me. Father, I thank you, O oh God, Hallelujah, God, for touching, delivering, and setting free us, Father, that we, in turn, through your power, others can be set free through our testimony and your power, God, and your transformation in our lives. Father, use us mightily, O oh God. Even as Moses trembled in fear, God, you said, what's in your hand? What's in your hand? What have I given you to use that many will know that you don't even have to fight in this battle? I've already got you. I've equipped you for such a time as this. Help us to see your glory, God. Help us to see what you have already had planned when you saw the end from the beginning. Thank you, Lord, for your love and kindness. Thank you, Lord God, that the enemy, you never allowed the enemy to destroy us. Father, we thank you. You protected us, oh God. I give you glory and honor and praise, God. Thank you for who you are in our lives. Touch those that are listening. Help them to see you, God. Help them to come and surrender and be used by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Hope in Christ with Denise. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also pick up my books, Hannah's Hope and Representing God, taking a healthy look at the Holy One of Israel. Both are youth um, books, and they can be found on Amazon. Also, you can visit my website at www.denisemwalker.com. That's www.denisemwalker.com. You can visit my ministry page at hope-in.com. In-Christ.com That's hope-in-Christ.com And if you would like to be a guest blogger on the Hope in Christ blog, please, please, please reach out to me by email or through the website. Also, I will have a new uh, ministry workshop starting called My True Identity. And it is birthed from my novel, Hannah's Hope, as it deals with abuse of young people, of teenagers, girls specifically, and how they 
um, deal with it, how they overcome. And, and, and also, it will have lessons of how we overcome, and it's from women and girls. So be looking out for my true identity workshops. And also, you can follow my true identity on Instagram, as and you will get the things that I load to the page and be inspired by my true identity and also follow me um, to my true identity page on Facebook and also follow my author page on Twitter. Thank you all for being supporters of Hope in Christ Book Club as well. Online, we are taking the message of the cross to the world through Christian literature and God is going to be glorified in everything that we do. He's using what's in our hand. He's using what's in our hand. Our testimonies so that others may be delivered and set free. Thank you all for listening to Hope in Christ with Denise. Here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. Be blessed and continue to hope in Christ. <music>